Welcome to machine learning. Okay, collection of data. That's a big deal. And uh, one company was uh, that uh, into software development is collecting big data for oil companies. And where that becomes valuable is that the big data is helpful in predictive analytics. So they can, um, they're collecting temperature, acoustic, pressure, vibration, etc. type of data from about 80,000 sensors on an oil platform and gathering about 15 petabytes worth of data a year. And so from all that information, they can do uh, they can they can do simulation. They can simulate in uh, data through data modeling or modeling of the systems. They can see the stress factors that are affecting the equipment. So, for example, perhaps on a on a pump before it goes out, the gear goes out. There's an increase in the vibration level and um, there's this particular sound signature that might be indicating that a bearing's about ready to collapse or a seal is uh, generating a certain amount of thermal reading, which is a suggestion that perhaps there's some leakage that is occurring. These are things that if you were watching a control system, you'd be watching a monitor and there would be certain thresholds that you would set as early alert warnings that if certain um, components that you're watching fall between in within the certain threshold, that became a warning. But that might not be enough information there might be more signal in the data that's being gathered so uh, your monitor may not necessarily pick up or predict when the failure is going to occur and by gathering the information and then having a history of outcomes the uh, data may be more predictable and so big data has a higher accuracy because it can find signal in that data. One of the things that's really interesting is how few oil companies have actually begun gathering big data. And according to this article that I was reading, uh, talking about different companies that it said uh, the market is driven by demand solutions in the Gulf of Mexico, U.S. shell fields help make better decisions and increase performance. ConocoPhillips said that sensors in the company deployed in the Eagle Ford Basin, Shell Basin of South Texas helped reduce drilling time by 50%. The North Sea is expected to account for the second largest share in the market. Digitization of oil fields in the region contributed a 40% reduction in operating costs. So again, there's some, uh, there's a lot of value in converting and gathering digital information. 
but the uh, uh, but the information has to be uh, gathered from devices, and some of the devices are going to be put in uh, in uh, deep water, or they're going to be in areas that are subject to wide uh, temperature swings, and so um, they would have to be designed and protected against the elements. Now, one of the things that I find interesting is that they can use uh, data gathered from seismic information to predict if drilling in a certain location could represent risk associated with uh, earthquakes. So if you're in an earthquake zone, your risk factors might increase and that could lead to uh, damage equipment or um, downtime in production. So maybe it, you detected earthquakes going off and it, and it stops production. And then when the earthquake's over, uh, there's inspections and repairs, and then you resume production. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it destroys the production of the oil uh, drilling, but that it may affect it in terms of, of uh, damage and downtime. So um, in that process, by analyzing the seismic activity in that region, maybe you can predict how much downtime might be possible and then you weigh that out. Kind of looks like uh, uh, when we, we look at uh, uh, credit card fraud and you measure what the percentage of the, of the fraud is going to be and then also you measure what your potential profit will be and so you you don't want to deny the cards if you can make a profit off of it and then you offset the fraud with either um, a team that's going to go out and inspect those particular cases that are identified and also uh, reimbursement through some sort of insurance to cover the cost of, of the loss. So the same is true as oil production. You don't want to shut down your oil production in high yield areas, but you have to offset that with the, the risk of, of earthquake and seismic activity. Anyway, so they, they, they use fiber optic cables and they've got different sensors that were developed and they're piping up their data to Amazon uh, AWS endpoints, uh, web services, and there they, they can they can do the capture of the big data and uh, do the data analytics and the mathematics to to look at uh, certain uh, patterns, look at certain observable patterns, and also measure the risk associated with with that uh, with that data. So large data. They're, they're using clusters up on the cloud, Hadoop clusters, and then they're pulling all this seismic information into different models and then looking for potential anomalies. Okay, so another thing um, 
He said that the article says is big data solutions help to collect and process data that oil and gas companies need to make reserve production more effective. And so the things that they're looking at are reserve pressure, temperature, flow, and acoustics. And the reason they have to do that is that uh, that a reserve is pressure. They're pumping water in or some fluids to cause create a pressure that can be used to extract the oil through the pipeline. And uh, and if you uh, try to pull the oil too fast, it makes the field less productive. So there's kind of this balance between how much oil you're pulling out and uh, the amount of water or substance that's going in that's pushing the the oil out. And that was my understanding of how oil drilling works. Um, But it may be different today. Maybe they have new technologies where pressure is not required to extract the oil. But in this case, they're using the data analytics they're gathering of temperature, reserve pressure, flow and acoustics to get some indicators of how uh, well the field is producing oil and whether the reserve is coming, is drying up. Another area is is, uh, logistics. They point out the benefit of big oil, big data in oil and gas is significant. Only 36% of oil and gas companies have invested in big data and analytics. And only 13% of them use insights from technology. And so what that means is there's a, still a huge opportunity for uh, analytics to be applied in one of the hot fields called energy, which is required for uh, the growth of uh, any strong third world um, superpower economy so we have to have energy in order to be productive and to be wealthy and to produce things and so um, analytics again maybe the question is is why haven't big data found a home in energy and oil and gas and maybe it's due to the fact that the technology hasn't been mature and uh, the components for gathering or the sensors for gathering the information haven't been developed well maybe now they are developed and uh, those components can be manufactured cheaply and installed and then start transmitting data so uh, it could be, be a timing issue and also maybe there's more of a regulatory pressure to have uh, better visibility on the equipment. And so, you know, changing the way we do things in business is going to be the challenge in the future as, as we now move into a time where big data gathering is going to be more common and uh, we uh, will depend on on the big data for helping make decisions 
where, where to drill, where to move platforms, how much oil to pull, at what rates, um, and, and productivity. Said one, it says one of the key critical challenges in the digital oil fields is data transfer from the field to the data processing facilities based on the type of data, amount of data, and data protocols. And uh, yeah, that, and that may have been the, the big problem is how do you, you're out uh, in a remote part, no cell towers, how do you transmit that data? Do you, you gather it on site and then um, move it by ship to shore and then transmit it to the cloud? Or do you transmit it via satellite to the cloud? I mean, those are interesting questions when you're in a remote location. Um, whenever I've done mobile development at remote locations where cell was not available I had to have a localized database collect the data and then when it could connect to a signal it would transmit the data to the server and those were those were features that um, were important and somewhat challenging to to implement but uh, the uh, consideration that I had to, to think about is how do I get the data uh, from these remote locations to the centralized area for, for uh, usage and analysis. Says that experts need to specialize in open source models, cloud technologies, pervasive computing, iterative development methodologies. It says, for instance, Shell has 70 people working full-time in data analysis department, along with hundreds spread all over the world, participating in ad hoc basis. And that's kind of interesting. Um, that sounds like a lot of people, but when you think about it, it's a company as big as Shell with as many uh, subsidiaries and functionalities that are going on and, and uh, all the domains that need to be analyzed, that that's not a lot. Plus you're, you have a business layer that has to exist to find out what the goals of business are. And so they're, they're, they're trying to understand the data, they're gathering the data, and then they're presenting the data so um, decisions can be made. Well, and they're working in technologies like BigQuery, Synaptis Analytics, Data Factory, Databricks. These are all technologies I, I have never used. I've never used EMR. I've never used Snowflake. I've never used DataProts, Cloud Composer, BigQuery. Haven't done that. Synaptic Analytics, Data Factory, Databricks. Haven't used any of that. Um, SQL, yes. I've done some NoSQL with Elasticsearch. And they're all, they all have their, their challenges. Um, they also use MapReduce, both Java code and Spark technology. Now, with DataCamp, I did some Spark programming. So it was basically Python running on Spark machine server. And then they, they use Scala, Python, and Java 
and I like uh, Scala. It uh, was a pretty good object-oriented language, and it had that Python feel to the program, and it can run on any Java uh, virtual machine, and then they use uh, Kubernetes for their continuous integration, continuous deployment, test-driven design, uh, behavior-driven design. So that, this is a company called N-IX. Just reading what they um, have said about oil and gas, and I thought it was pretty interesting.